morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Presented by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Thanks for joining us on the all-new this morning with Jay Lynn and Daryl. We wanted to kick things off by uh, talking about rail service, commuter rail service between um, Edmonton, Calgary, and their airports. This is something that uh, Premier Smith has recently outlined in mandate letters to uh, her transportation uh, minister, uh, Devin Dreeshen, saying, okay, this is something that we need to focus on. And primarily focused on the airport connections for now, but you could certainly see that once you get that, then what is the potential then to finally get that rail corridor between Edmonton and Calgary? Or what about all the other private projects Mm -hmm. about getting Mm -hmm. high-speed rail between the two cities? Either way, that may be down the road a little bit. Let's focus in on the connections between uh, the cities and the airports. And would it would it be part of an LRT? Would it be part of of uh, more of a standard kind of a kind of a rail system? Let's check in with Willem Klumpenhauer, who is a transit and rail research consultant, postdoctoral fellow at the University of Toronto, but also very familiar with the transit mm-hmm. situation and the potential for future here in Alberta. Sir, welcome to the show. Appreciate you being taking the time. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you. You know, it was, uh, it was interesting. I was reading an op-ed that you wrote just uh, like weeks ago on this very topic in Alberta. Um, and you were saying pretty much the province needs to do this and uh, whatever premier comes in needs to focus on it. When you heard the news over the past couple of days, what went through your mind? Yeah, we're, uh, I think, delightfully surprised as uh, is maybe the right word for it. It was great to see, you know, language echoed not just about getting projects done, but about that sort of governance side of things, that Metrolink style um, organization. That's exactly what we called for in that op that op ed. So nice to see. Uh, what is for the benefit of our listeners? What is a Metrolink mm-hmm. style? <laughs> so Metrolinks is is the regional uh, transit operator and planner in the sort of greater Toronto area. Um, you know, there's also TransLink in Vancouver, which is sort of another umbrella organization. The key thing being um, with Metrolinks is they're a provincial agency. So they have provincial uh, money and they have provincial sort of coordination to try and uh, do a good job of planning in a, on a regional context, on an intercity context. And I think that's something that um, is needed in Alberta. Um, in that mandate letter said uh, the focus uh, was to be on like hydrogen uh, fueled vehicles. Why is it so important right now that Alberta takes a close look at this and, you know, obviously in a very energy efficient way? Yeah, I mean, the the value proposition of, of trains um, is sort of multifaceted, but I think one that's been growing and growing as we as we see these, these climate change happening is the environmental impact. Um, and, you know, even a diesel train carrying a bunch of people is, is going to be a, a heck of a lot more efficient than uh, than the number of cars. But if you can also make that technology green, um, we, we kind of are at the point where if we're going to we're going to build something new, we should build it either electric or if uh, it really doesn't allow focus on hydrogen. Um, so that's, I think, 
uh, why they're why that language is in there. Hmm. Uh, the type of train we're talking about. We have an LRT line that runs to South Edmonton. There, for years, we've talked about extending that light rapid transit train uh, to the airport to create that link. This idea of a commuter train uh, run by basically the province is a different type of rail, is it? And it, it would would it or would it not integrate with the LRT system? Yeah, it is a different type of rail. I mean, the the options abound. There's a lot of different possibilities for, for getting to both airports, both the Calgary and the Edmonton airport. Um, certainly an LRT extension is an option, maybe less of one in Edmonton than it is in Calgary, um, just because of the distance. Um, LRT, right, the, the value of the LRT is to be cl- mostly close to people and to, to bring a mix of passengers, um, which is great because if you think about it, a 1,000 people going twice a day for work to the airport are going to generate more trips than 100,000 people going twice a year for a flight. <laughs> so it is important to serve to serve employees and make sure that that connection is, is valid. But I think you can get that in the Edmonton context with a, a regional rail that follows the CP or CPKC now uh, line um, that that runs sort of in from from Calgary, actually north all the way into Edmonton, um, at least to White Avenue. So how does that work though? If you're running like a passenger line on there, along with all of the other stuff that's coming in on that line, because uh, you know I have no clue how that something like that would work. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's possible. There is mixed traffic running all around the world, including here in Ontario. Okay. Um, it's certainly a conversation I think we need to have. I wrote about that at one point too. That. Um, we need to sort of have a conversation about whether this massive amount of infrastructure that the freight railways own and, and operate um, should be sort of opened up to, to, to allow for a bit more flexibility. Um, it is possible with, you know, proper scheduling and proper management to do that kind of thing. Um, so it, it's not it's not like it's a complete uh, complete write-off. The whole idea, though, would be to try and connect the downtown core mm. with the airport. Well, we have a river in between our airport and the downtown core. If you're talking about heavy regular rail, seems to me the only bridge that I can think of uh, for, for rail crossing is the old high-level bridge. You'd have to build something brand new and create the infrastructure in downtown. So I'm wondering how big and how huge a project this could end up being if that is what you want to do. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. Um, that's certainly a challenge getting across the river. Um, obviously, building a new bridge is is one. I don't know that there's appetite for that kind of thing. There's a couple of other options. I mean, you know, personally, I think the high level streetcar, the, the historic high level streetcar that's running there now, could be adapted and improved to to be a frequent connection. So, you would have to change. Um, you'd have to change in Old Strathcona, but. Another option is you could actually connect the end of the rail line um, to the LRT, perhaps near the university. And so you would then travel with the train to the uni- to the university. And then you could, if your destination is south, ride the LRT south. And if your destination is downtown, ride the LRT mm-hmm. north. So there's a few different integration options, I think, that are possible. Well, you- <laughs> Uh, Punina McBride, who is the uh, executive director of the Downtown Business Association, is saying, has said that, you know, we're missing out on, you know, big conferences and, and things like that because we don't have that ease of transportation from the airport downtown. I look at Vancouver and go, okay, we need to, what is it, uh, whatever that line is that comes from the airport? Skytrain. Uh, the Skytrain. You know, the Canada, Canada, Canada line, yeah, that, yep. that comes in. I mean, is it that attractive? Because I've got people on the text line right now saying, hey, you know what, Edmund 
Edmonton International isn't busy enough. Uh, we're not busy enough downtown, which I'm going to say, I'm going to call him on that and say, I don't think that that's true at all. Um, but I mean, is that attractive? Is that something that people actually do look at and say, oh yeah, you know, we're going to come there and it's easier to get around if we have something like this? Yeah, I think with, you know, with any sort of transit planning project, you always have to, the best principle is to sort of be on the way to something else, right? So if you're just focused on the airport and you're just focused on Edmonton Airport and just on the air passengers, um, I think you're right. The numbers seem a little low for that kind of thing. But you have to understand that you could build a rail line that serves South Edmonton as well. It stops in various places. It could go to Leduc um, and then eventually to Calgary. And so people could fly to Edmonton and then take the train to Red Deer, for example. And all of a sudden the market starts to open up a bit more. Um, so I think we need to sort of think big picture and, and understand also that um, you know the cost of inaction is is continually growing. We can't really build ourselves out of car congestion anymore. Yeah, Willem Klumpenhauer, transit and rail research consultant. So answer this big question for us: <laughs> timelines. Yes. How long would it take to create, build, and put into effect this kind of a rail line connection? These kinds of big projects um, are really impossible to nail down in terms of of sort of overall budget envelope and timeline. So I. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not the hired consultant to, mm-hmm. to put this kind of plan together. I, I think we need I mean, one of the things I was a little bit disappointed about with the mandate letter was that it, we're just going kind of around and around with feasibility studies. I think we need to move towards functional planning and actually getting a good sense of these kinds of things. If we use the existing corridor, if we find a way to work with CPKC, if we do um, those kinds of things, I think you can you can start moving trains pretty quickly. Mm. Um, you know, a lot quicker than perhaps building a huge LRT project that requires tunneling and working around neighborhoods and things. So. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about that. And let's not get into LRT too much in Edmonton right now. So. <laughs> or building bridges, to, for that matter. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We sure appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, take care. Uh, Willem Klumpenhauer is a transit and rail research consultant. I mean, it's it's interesting to think, too, because out of Calgary, there's 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 been talk about building that line or accessing that line from from Calgary out to Banff mm-hmm. and uh, yep. out to the ski hills. A rail that's link sort of, out to the, there, yeah. You know, and using the, the line that, that is already there. I mean, that's been in, in the works now for a couple of years. So I, I, I kind of I really... I get that this might be big sky, but I like the idea of it. And if we can access those lines and and, and use it almost maybe even as a circle, and you look at um, tourism Mm. itself, you look at the number of people that go out to Leduc, that go out to Nisku, that work at the airport, that are coming in and out. I mean, I'd love not to have to go out there and play parking. Exactly. If you can make it easier, Find a parking spot. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's it's big picture stuff, and yeah. he's absolutely correct about that. But if you build it, they will come. And just the same as if you start this, then it could expand and grow and grow. But you have to plan for the future, not for not for today. And I think maybe it, maybe it's not feasible today, yeah. but it will be in a few years. And I think that there's a lot of people out there right now, like once bitten, twice shy, or mm. once bitten, three times shy, whatever it is. Given just you know the LRT challenges, the challenges that we have had with building, building uh, lines and, and, and transportation systems. Like you said, though, this would be a provincial thing because yes. it has to go through other municipalities, mm-hmm. so it would be the province. Uh, Is that would any you, better? Would I you have know. more faith? I don't know. It depends <laughs> on who they contract to get it done. 617, let's take a break and come back here on This Morning with Jalen and Daryl.
Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. we've just been talking about transportation and, and getting around. You were just talking about being in Vancouver recently and hopping on that on that Skyline. The Skytrain, the Canada Sky Line on the Skytrain. And just how easy, because it's direct right into downtown. You can yeah. make a, a connection then if you have to. But and, and, I, and I, you know, I look in, you know, in England, that's kind of where I've mainly taken any kind of train stuff. But when we were traveling through there to visit family, I mean, that's what we do. We'll hop on the train and go mm-hmm. up, and it's got little offshoots going, you know. And well, it's I an know extensive it, system. It's, it's huge, and yeah. it takes a lot of planning. My son lived in, in Tokyo for many, many years, right? And that's just, it's... That's all it is. I mean, you're on the train, you're and you're packed in there, but it's easy to use, easy to get around, and it's fast. Now, I get that we're very, very far away from either of those things, yeah. but it's 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 like we're just barely starting to think about it. And you look at other communities and other countries, uh, you know, around the world, and how far ahead they they are. It, it kind of reflects again on just how dependent we are on our cars. Well, it's it's it's, it's different too because there. It's much smaller area. It's compact. They don't have the land that we have spread out. So, you know, we're we're victims of our own ability to spread out because we have so much room. And so trying to build all those, you know, this is a much more concentrated area. If you go to some of those European cities, London or or Paris, the the metros or the tubes Mm -hmm. in those areas are elaborate, but they're also very close. They're not digging that far. And and I get that... um that they want, you know, here in Edmonton for us to move away from our dependency on vehicles and be able to, you know, uh, use the LRT and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, we are so far away from ease of LRT use. Unless you are living within walking distance of a stop, you got to drive there anyway. You have to drive and park, or you're taking a bus. And and no one wants to do that. (laughs) Most people don't. Some have to, (laughs) right? Because some have to. There's some people who don't have uh, have vehicles, and so they have to use whatever the transit system allows. But for example, uh, when I was teaching at Nate, I had some students, it took them an hour and a half on transit to get to school. Yeah. Well, that's a long time bouncing from bus to yeah. bus to the LRT to get from point A to point B. What I'm saying, though, is that I'm not going to drive from my house to no. park at a parking lot in no. deep south Edmonton to hop on an LRT to go down, downtown. I will no. go down. I will drive downtown and park go. downtown. Agreed. Agreed. Because it will save a ton of time. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's it most of the once for that Canada-Mexico soccer game a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was in November. Drove to an LRT station, took it to the stadium. Yeah nightmare getting out too like it was just it, it should have drove downtown as you said like <laughs> yeah. it would have saved was it me just because it, it was, was not busy ease. it was it was busy little sketchy at times too being late at night like I, again that was just the last time i did it and again maybe they do fix it up maybe it does become yeah. easy because uh, when i was you know going to school i took the bus all the time mm-hmm. when i was in europe using the, the tram and that stuff yeah. so easy but here, I don't know. I just, I've, I've never had the greatest experiences. It's a really good point, though, too, that all you need is one bad experience to, to turn, turn you off, and it will take a lot to bring you back yeah. again. Yeah. A lot of faith that things have changed mm-hmm. to bring you back again. So mm-hmm. we have logistics. We also have the current situation yes. uh, in some cases. We just had uh, this this horrible uh, attack in North yeah. Edmonton uh, yeah. at an LRT station where a man, innocent, just got caught up in something and was stabbed and killed. The father of seven, 
for no random, you know, totally random reason. That can happen in any city. It's not just ours. But, I mean, you hear about that, and that pushes people away from wanting to go. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. So, you know, there's still a lot, you know. The thing is, though, I, I... as, as Willem said, let's not just keep talking about doing report after report after <laughs> yeah, report after report. Another feasibility study. Let's, no. let's, let's, you know, take a closer look and get moving on it if this is something that we're going to do. It's the old pitter-patter. <laughs> Quit yipping. Let's get at Isn't it. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. My goodness. Well, that's part of what this mandate letter is supposed yeah. to start. But, yeah, instead of looking into it, if you make it a priority, then maybe you actually do start to take action. Yeah. Difference. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll be watching closely at 623. This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chad. Okay, I know you bought something at the grocery store and you put it in the pantry and you can't find it about, you know, a week later. Doesn't have to happen. Say goodbye to lost groceries. Thanks to Reface Magic. The Reface Magic team can redesign your pantry with rotating and modular shelves to help you access your full pantry. No more searching for those lost items. Discover the many ways Reface Magic can transform your space with a free in-home consultation. Family owned, family operated for over 20 years. Visit refacemagic.ca.